back to Egypt, bring the plagues, paint your doorposts, you are saved. Over, over, let's turn it over and over, over, let's turn it over and they find their This week's Parsha is Bo and contains perhaps the most famous story in the entire Torah, the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt. And to hear the entire story of Parshat Bo, you can listen to last year's telling found in a link in the comments for this year. And in many ways, the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim has been told so many times in so many different ways in different contexts that I found myself wondering, how can I tell this story this year in a way that will feel different enough for all of you wonderful, loyal listeners? And so I looked at the Midrash, I looked at the Haftarah, and I looked at some rabbinic teachings, and I believe that I've come up with a thread that is very important. So as a reminder, this week's Parsha has the final three plagues, the final three Makot, which are the locusts, the darkness, and the Makat Bechorot, the plague with the Malach HaMavet, and the death of the firstborn sons of Egypt. Now, right before that final plague, Moshe had gathered B'nai Israel together and said, Okay, everyone, tonight is the night. Tonight is our last night in Egypt. Beginning tomorrow, we are free. And up until this point, none of the Makot, none of the plagues have come into Goshen. But this final one will. And up until now, None of the Makot, none of the plagues have had anything to do with you, B'nai Israel. They've all been directed at the Egyptians. But with this final plague, we need you, B'nai Israel, to do something special, do something different. We need all of you to find a lamb, a baby sheep. If you don't have one, buy one, borrow one, but every family needs to have a lamb. And you must sacrifice that lamb as an offering to God, using the blood on the doorposts as a sign to the Malach HaMavet to pass over your homes on this most fateful night. And while you are sitting in your homes, you should make a sandwich of the flatbread matzah, the maror, to remember the bitterness and the ways that the Egyptians have embittered our lives, and some of that meat the Pesach offering of the lamb. It actually should be really delicious. And while you are sitting in your homes with the blood on your doorposts and you're eating the matzah and the maror and the Pesach all together, you must tell the story of what happened here tonight. How? With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, with a yad chazakah uzroa netuyah, God did all of these wondrous miracles. And, perhaps most importantly, every year on this day, the night of the 14th of Nisan going into the 15th of Nisan, you must tell this story to future generations. And every year, the story must be told as if they themselves had been slaves in Egypt. Which is why God has done so much. God has created so many miracles. 
so many wondrous acts that God could have, my friends, God could have lifted all of us out of Egypt and placed us into the promised land. But God needed to show the Pharaoh, needed to show the Egyptians, needed to show all of us the incredible power and wonders that God can perform. So that it's not just a story that we tell amongst ourselves that we lived through and we had a special experience of God. It's a story that we will tell every year for future generations for forever, for eternity. And thus, the Pesach Seder, as we know it, was established in this week's Parsha. Now, it relates to the Haftarah, which brings us all the way forward to when David HaMelech is already the king of Israel, but his son Shlomo hasn't been born yet. So if you're following along in the stories of David HaMelech, it's a little bit bouncing around because it's connected thematically to the Torah readings. It's not chronological. It's not in order. But in this Haftarah, David HaMelech is finally settled as king. And the prophet at the time, Natan, comes to him and says, You must be so happy, David HaMelech. You are finally the king. All of the drama with Shaul, all of the drama with Shaul's son, Yonatan, and his daughter, Michal, and all of that, it's done. You're safe. You've won. You're the king. What are you going to do next? And David HaMelech says, This is great, but... It's not enough. I mean, being the king is enough. I'm not being greedy here. I mean, how could I possibly be sitting on my throne while God is in a tent, in a mishkan? I'm sitting in a beautiful castle. God deserves a beautiful, amazing castle because God is so much more important and powerful than me. And he says, you know what? I'm going to build a permanent temple where God can live. So God doesn't have to be in the temporary structure of the Mishkan anymore. Now that we're settled and now that I am the settled king, I can build a home for God to live in that's permanent. But God says to David Melech, no, 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 David, no. I appreciate it. And that time will come. When Shlomo HaMelech is king, he's going to build the temple for me. But you, David, no, you should establish the kingdom more. You should expand the kingdom. You should keep fighting and doing all the things that you're doing. But the time will come for a temple, for a Beit HaMikdash. That time is not yet. And David says, but God... When Moshe was speaking to B'nai Israel as they were about to leave Egypt, Moshe said that the greatness of God, the wonders of God, need to be told through the generations. I want to establish something. I want to build something that will tell of your greatness forever, through the generations. And it has to be a permanent building. And God says, David, just speak of my greatness. I didn't have Moshe build anything for me. I had Moshe send the message along orally 
through teachings from generation to generation. And so David Amelik says, okay, that's what I'm going to do too. I'm going to make sure everyone knows for all generations that you are the one true God, deserving of all the kavod, deserving of all the praise, all the honor, forever and ever. And the final story that I want to tell that's connected to this is during the rabbinic period when there was a rabbi named Ben Zoma and he was having a disagreement with the other rabbis about what it means when the Torah says that we should tell the story of the exodus from Egypt kol yamei chayecha all the days of your life. What does it mean all? What does it mean days? What does it mean life? And Benzoma says, well, when it says all the days of your life, what it means is that all day, even in the nighttime, which is why we say the Shema both during the day and the nighttime. In order to remember how God brought us out of the land of Egypt. But the rabbis say, no. Kol Chayecha isn't about day versus night. Kol Chayecha means forever. Forever. There is nothing that should happen that will ever make us stop retelling the story of what happened at Yitziat Mitzrayim. Moshe told B'nai Israel. David HaMelech reinforced it. It's a forever thing. And Ben Zoma says, yeah, forever until the next amazing thing happens. And the rabbis say, what next amazing thing is going to happen? And Ben Zoma says, well, one day the Mashiach is going to come. One day a descendant of David HaMelech and Shlomo HaMelech is going to reign over all of Israel. Eliyahu Anavi is going to come back and be the prophet alongside that Mashiach. And that Mashiach is going to bring world peace. The world is going to be perfect. God is going to dwell on earth. And that will be the biggest, most amazing thing that ever happened. Even bigger and more amazing than Yitziat Mitzrayim. So when you say forever, you mean forever until the Mashiach comes. And then after that, we'll tell the story of when the Mashiach came. And... The rabbis say, no, Benzoma, kol yemei chayecha means forever, even after the Mashiach comes, even after we have world peace and things are perfect, we are still going to tell the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim, David HaMelech, who is the ancestor of the Mashiach knows that telling the story of God's power and God's greatness is the most important thing that we can do to establish our peoplehood, to establish our religion. And so the Yitziat Mitzrayim is considered the greatest and most central story that we have. But even though the Yitziat Mitzrayim happens in this week's Parsha, perhaps the most wondrous and magical miracle that God performs did not happen as part of Yitziat Mitzrayim yet, 
But it will happen in next over, week's over, podcast. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Over, over, let's